The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. We welcome you again to Grace in Focus from the Grace Evangelical Society. So glad that you're joining us today. David Renfro, Bob Wilkin, and Ken Yates are looking at Joel chapter 2, verses 25 through 32. There is a famous quote from this book that was used by Peter on the day of Pentecost. The quote I'm speaking of from our passage today mentions visions and dreams and old men and young men and other things. Does this refer to the church or might it refer to some other group? Let's see what the guys have to say about that in just a moment after I tell you about our website, faithalone.org. Lots of great resources there. I hope you'll try it out. We modestly and thankfully believe that it is the best place to go for free grace resources and you will find thousands of articles and books and blogs and videos and other resources there that will be so helpful to you. And right now we are encouraging you to consider the Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference coming up in May. It's not very far away. Right now is the time to take action, get registered, and come and join us for our National Conference, May the 22nd through the 25th. Our theme this year, Vital Free Grace Issues. And it's held at just a beautiful, beautiful camp in Denton, Texas, right there on the lake. Hotels right on site. We would just love to have you with us. Find out more and get registered at faithalone.org. Now let's get on with our discussion for the day. Here are Bob, Ken, and Dave. Welcome back to Grace and Focus. We're glad to have the Most Holy Right Reverend David R. Renfro it's with us It's a miracle. He got it right. We're in uh, the book of Joel, chapter 2, near the end of the chapter in verse 25. So can you pick us up there, David? He just called the nation to rejoice because of when the people get back to being faithful again, he will restore their fortunes. And then he promises restoration here in verses 25 to 27. I will restore to you what? The years that all these uh, swarming locusts and crawling locusts and consuming locusts and chewing locusts. Where did we see all those? Wasn't all that in chapter one. one. Chapter one. And notice he calls those locusts my great army, which I sent to you. Once again, just as we talked about judgment being the fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28, This restoration is also a fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28 and 29. Where he blesses if they are obedient. Exactly. If they do what the covenant tells them to do. That's why I keep telling everybody in the Old Testament, the Lord keeps telling them, just do what I tell you to do and I'll take care of the rest. And then verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and you will praise the name of the Lord. That word praise there is give a ringing cry. In other words, sing to the top of your lungs. And then he's dealt wondrously with you. My people shall never be put to shame. And you will know that I am, verse 27, in the midst of Israel, I am the Lord your God. In verses 25 to 27 is another call to rejoice. But what it is, it's a promise of restoration. I will restore you the years of the swarming locust that the swarming locust has eaten. But he's also referring to this future army. That's pictured as locusts. And he calls them my great army. My great army, yeah. The Lord will, in response to their faithfulness, in response to their repentance and turning back to him, he will restore them. Verse 26, you'll eat plenty and be satisfied. Praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. And you shall know in the midst of Israel 
that I am Yahweh, your God. There is no other. That's an important phrase, too. It's difficult for us, I think, at times to completely say, he's the Lord, he's in control, and there is no other. There's nothing else going on. Believe it or not, the third major section of Joel starts here in chapter 2, verse 28. Up until now, in chapter 2, we talked about an invasion of a human army in the near future to Joel's time. Now we are jumping to far in the future. Now these verses occur part of it in Acts 2, but Peter doesn't get all of it. And then Paul picks up some of this in Romans chapter 10, right? Right. We have lots of questions to answer. Let me throw it out to you scholars. Notice in verse 28, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's Pentecost. Yes. Well, what's the context here? I think the context here is Israel. Right. I don't think it's all flesh Gentiles. I think it's all flesh on Israel. As he says here, your sons and your daughters, your old men and your young men. And on the men's servants and on the maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I think he's talking about the nation of Israel. I think he is, too. In my studies, I read that the people who believe in amillennialism think that it's all New Testament believers. Yeah, this is the church. Yeah. I think here, Joel is not talking about the church. But yeah. even in Acts 2, was there a Gentile no, that the I would Spirit say, fell upon in Acts 2? I, I would say in so. Acts 2, it's the Jews. Right. That's my that's, view. That's my view. The, right. the early church was Jewish. Right. In Acts 2, when Peter's preaching, there were just Jews that the Spirit had fallen upon. Right. I think the, the pouring out on all flesh, he's talking about all Israelites. That the miracle here is that every Israelite will be a believer. That's the it's, miracle. And it's not just for the priest. No. It's not that the priests and the prophets are going to receive the Spirit. The Spirit's going to be poured out upon all of Israel. And but that, listen, that's a key thing because the only people that were filled with the Spirit back in the Old Testament days were prophets, priests, and kings. Here he's saying even the man on the street, the woman on the street will be filled with the Spirit. Okay, but listen to how Acts 2.16 starts. This is Peter talking, and he says, But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And then he says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And by the way, he cuts it off there. He doesn't continue with those who call upon the name of the Lord are going to be saved and the rest of it. And then he talks about the cosmic signs. So it seems to me that Peter is saying what happened in Acts 2 is a fulfillment of Joel 2. Now, it could be there's more than one fulfillment. Yeah, will there be a fulfillment in the last days? In In the the tribulation? Yes. What would have happened if the Jewish nation had accepted the offer of the kingdom there in Acts? Well, then they wouldn't have needed another one because the kingdom would have come in like 40 A.D. Right. The spirit would have been poured out upon that believing nation. Of course, it was. Right. At least in initial sense. Sure. Well, believing Jews, they poured out. Yeah. Right. Not everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and see, there's the wonders in the sky. He talks about that as well. Yeah. Verse 29, I will pour out my spirit in those days, which doesn't nail things down at all. But then he says, I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. In other words, everywhere you're going to see the Lord's wonders, physical wonders and all that, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. 
Now, when do you think that'll happen? Did that happen at the second coming? Yeah, in fact, I had said he skipped. He didn't really skip right there in Acts 2.18. But what the difference is, Acts 2 up through verse 18 was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost, but 19 and following won't be fulfilled until the future. Right. So you're right. That's not 33 A.D. That's sometime at the end of the tribulation. Right. And that's when you're going to have these cosmic signs. And again, if the nation of Israel had responded... It would have happened back then. Right. But yeah. now, since they didn't, it'll happen at the end of the tribulation. At the end period. of the tribulation, yeah. Right. That's the only time it could happen. Exactly. Really. And so there's going to be all these incredible manifestations of the Lord through 30 and 31. Sun shall be turned to darkness, moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. What do you think? There it yeah. is again. Yeah, day of the Lord. And that's also repeated in Acts 2. Right. And I love verse, I'm sure we won't get into any discussion on <laughs> verse 32 at all. <laughs> Which Paul quotes. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Peter also quotes that. I think I mistakenly said earlier, he didn't mention it. He didn't mention it up earlier, but that's because it's not quoted until the very end of verse 32. Yeah. And you're right. Paul does mention that on Romans 10, 13. Romans 10, 13. Which is a quote from here. And that evidently is referring, is it not, to Jewish believers at the end of the tribulation. When all Israel will be delivered. But it's not just Jewish believers. It's believers who are part of the worshiping community. Hodges makes the point that calling on the name of the Lord is not someone who just gets up on the the last day of the tribulation and says, Lord, save me. This is a person who's been every week gathering together with other believers and worshiping God. And so they were calling upon him. This expression goes all the way back to what? Genesis, end of chapter 4, when people began to call Call on the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord, right. And once again, regular listeners to GES podcast will know that calling upon the name of the Lord is not talking about, as Bob just mentioned, salvation from hell. No. You know, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This is not salvation from hell. And this isn't a one-time calling either. Right. And it's not, even in Joel 2 here, it's not a salvation from hell. No. It has nothing to do with the salvation from hell. No. It's a, a national deliverance from the people as they call out to the Lord. Right. As your outline said, this is going to be in the future. You pointed out the far future. Yeah. So it's yet future to us. It's still future to us. Yeah. I think that idea of saved, not dealing with being saved from hell is crucial. To me, this is another way of saying restored. Right. Or delivered, restored. Or delivered. And even goes on to say in verse 32 that it is a deliverance that's coming to Jerusalem and to Mount Zion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even Romans chapter 11, verse 26. Then all Israel will be saved is really then all Israel will be delivered. (laughs) Exactly. Because they're going to be surrounded by the Gentile armies and he's going to deliver them. It's amazing how often you hear, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many people say, well, where's that coming from? Well, Joel, what is Joel talking about? And people don't ask those questions normally. They should. David, this is Super Step. You got a final word here? Final word. The last line of verse 32, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. The Lord sovereignly reserves faithful people regardless of what the rest of civilization does. And there's always... In every generation, a remnant of believing Jews. Well, thank you, David. Thank you, Ken. And thank you, listeners. Because we're all keeping grace in focus. 
Zane Hodges' excellent commentary on Romans, entitled Romans Deliverance from Wrath, is available right now on our website, faithalone.org. Get half price through February 28, 2023, when you use the code word ROMANS. That's faithalone.org. Would you be interested in some free ebooks on topics you hear on this program? Well, if you are, you need to come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On the site, we've got all kinds of free materials. But one of our popular options is our free ebooks on a range of subjects. They're designed to help you mature and grow in your understanding of the faith and scripture. So come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We are so thankful for our financial partners who keep us on the air. Every gift is tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can give, go to faithalone.org. Would you like to have a chat with Dr. Bob or one of the guests here on the program? Let me tell you how to reach out to the team. You can get us on our email address, which is radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Next time on Grace in Focus, we continue our study in the book of Joel. God is going to judge Israel's enemies and restore Israel to himself. That will be a great day in the future, and we hope that you'll join us next time for Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.